Let's revisit our top story. That, of course, uh, is the fact that Surrey City Council, in an in-camera meeting, uh, voted to revert back to the RCMP. Uh, But at this point, we also have to wait for the Solicitor General, uh, Mike Farnworth, to decide whether or not the RCMP can ramp up without poaching officers from other jurisdictions here in BC. So the story, of course, certainly um, uh, hasn't come to a close. Now, we did have um, the uh, officer in charge of the Surrey RCMP, Assistant Commissioner Brian Edwards, on at 4 o'clock. He said he was very um, confident that they could move forward in regards to finding those replacements. He says he has about 544 members presently. There are 175 SPS members. Uh, He assumes some of them can come over and would want to come over, uh, even though their union which sent a letter earlier this week saying they don't. They'd rather just take the uh, severance and and move on. Um, uh, Mr. Edwards also said that uh, there are other opportunities to recruit from across the country that are still there uh, as well. But he feels that the plan is there and they can do so. Now, earlier today, uh, my colleague Joe Bennett spoke to Jack Kundal, who is a former Surrey councillor, was there with Brenda Locke uh, in the previous council, um, and he talked a a little bit about Minister Farnworth and the due diligence that is required. Take a listen. What I really find astonishing from Minister Farnworth is that in when they did this greenlighting for this 189-page report in August of 2019, saying, yeah, carry on, where was the due diligence back then in all this? And since that time, we've had, you know, four directors of police services that have shaken their heads walking away from this, but one minister. So I really call on the minister. And those MLAs in Surrey who have been very muted uh, over this whole process to date is how come you're putting the screws to Surrey now when really under McCallum, when the time came for a wholesome review and honest look at this where was the impact statement back then so i think if there was transparency really from the onset we really would be where we are today uh we also heard from uh, chief constable norma lipinski from the surrey police service about a, a couple of hours ago uh, on the decision by uh, council to revert back to the rcmp take a listen to mr lipinski we're, we're the, uh, the second biggest in, in BC now. And so you got to have that machine just keep going along. And so, yeah, uh, it's, uh, there'd have to be a whole new plan uh, to put together. And I can't, uh, you know, I can't speculate on how many months that would take even just to put a plan together. Mr. Lipinski, uh, in another uh, comment, said it's kind of like starting to build a bridge and then and then deciding you don't want the bridge, you want a tunnel. Uh, so I, he kind of made a massy reference there, I think. I don't know. Joining me now is Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief. Good afternoon, Keith. Hi, Jess. Uh, your thoughts on all this. Uh, we talked yesterday as the vote was occurring. Uh, I think between all our sources, we had a pretty good sense of where this was all headed. Uh, your thoughts today, listening to the minister, Brenda Locke, Norm Lipinski. Um, where do you think this is headed today? Well, it was a mess yesterday. Um, it was a mess last week. It's a mess today. It's going to be a mess <laughs> next week. This is not going to be resolved one way or another. I just came from Farnworth's office, and there's people that have yet to hear from, well, actually, they just heard from, from sorry, city officials that maybe next week they'll get a non-disclosure uh, form to get this report. So Surrey seems to be in no hurry to resolve this thing. I mean, I think Farnworth was hoping that they could get this report to take home for the weekend, sign a non-disclosure agreement, and get this going. Uh, But no, they've been told, no, nothing today, nothing on the weekend, maybe Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So this isn't going to be resolved for a while. And then his officials have to go through this. I think it's something like a 400-page report. Yep. But it comes down to basically a fundamental question. 
will uh, Farnworth's people, and it's not Mike Farnworth, it's his officials, the experts, the civil servants who deal with this, will they agree that with uh, Commissioner Edwards, Deputy Commissioner Edwards' statement that RCMP has enough resources to fulfill the staffing requirements required under legislation, under statutory requirement from the minister. Uh, the first go at it from the ministry staff was no, you, they don't. And that was why the recommendation was to go with Surrey Police Service. It wasn't because Surrey Police Service was seen as the magic um, magic bullet. It was seen as an assessment of the RCMP not being able to f- fulfill the staffing requirements. The RCMP obviously feel different, and they've convinced Surrey officials that they can do this, hence this internal report that Farn was waiting to get, which presumably lays the, out the numbers to convince the count, enough councillors. We don't know how many because uh, Mayor Locke will, will not release the vote numbers breakdown. Uh, so the RCMP was able to convince Surrey staff. They were not able to convince ministry staff. And therein lies the problem. I don't think we're any really further ahead than we were yesterday, quite frankly. So does this uh, potentially, I mean, beyond a smoking gun or at least some plan that is that you can convince the, the minister and his staff, most importantly, uh, this could still come down to Mr. Farnworth saying, you know what, I'm not convinced. We are going to continue with moving forward with SPS, and I make that decision, not you. It seems that's a potential uh, scenario. We did ask Mr. Farnworth about this in news conference today several times, and he wasn't totally clear, just saying he has a statutory responsibility. But as you and I have talked about several times, there's different ways to look at this. There is the pure sort of detached view from a from a bureaucratic point of view, uh, making an assessment of RCMP claims. Then there's the political uh, filter that you have to put on this. And again, one of the things that has to be weighed on this is it worth getting into a huge fight with the, with the elected officials of the second largest municipality uh, in BC over an issue that neither side can prove with any finality or concrete evidence is going to have a certain outcome. You know, even with uh, the recommendation to go to the SPS has a lot of unknowns attached to that as well. I mean, that's not an automatic scenario that's going to come into play. Um, it's just a recommendation to go that way because the other way was seen as less likely of a positive outcome. But both are predictions, um, Jazz. These are both basically projecting into the future what either scenario is going to look like. So I just wonder at the end of the day whether a political fight is worth it or maybe the ministry sticks to his guns and say at the end of the day the RCMP is a spent force and we're going to go in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, they could go either way. I mean, you could pick a fight with Surrey and some would argue, well, right before a provincial election, but one could argue, look, elections not till fall 2024. Uh, it may not be the issue of the moment and it, it could easily not be. So uh, that is interesting. Going back to a question I asked you yesterday, I want to revisit it a little bit. I mean, these big issues, whether it's a new police service for Surrey, you know, we talked a little bit about opposition from the mayor's council to a 10-lane bridge at Massey. Now we're replacing it with an 8-lane tunnel, which will cost more. I mean, I'm convinced that these big issues have to be led by senior levels of government. We can't hand, hand them over to municipalities. Of course, they could have a referendum and all that. That's all fine. But in regards to this policing stuff, it does say that you can't leave it to municipalities. Well, I mean, there's there's the argument municipalities, independent chieftains, elected governments, albeit with low voter turnouts, um, but nevertheless they are elected. We have seen some instances in the past where a senior level of government, in regards to transportation projects, did step in. But that wasn't over one municipality; that was over many. So, first of all, the Glenn Clark um, in the 1990s is the minister responsible for trans for transit. Uh, built the Millennium Line. 
the subway line and, uh, over the objections of a number of municipalities and mayors. Fast forward 10 years or so, or not quite 10 years, um, Kevin Falcon was the transportation minister under the BC Liberal government. Uh, a couple mayors were roadblocks for building the Canada line, the subway line down there to, to the airport connecting Vancouver. And, of course, it was a top priority for the Liberals needing that line established and built and up and running before the 2010 Olympics. And Falcon stepped in and said, nope, I don't care what the local mayors say, we're building this thing. The Sightsee Dam was another classic example where a government comes, a party comes in in power, having firmly opposed a massive infrastructure project, but in this case decided to continue with the construction. I think the bridge one, because it's still early in the game, it gave the NDP the chance to change um, the scope of that project because uh-huh. not much was in the ground. Sightsee was already sunk costs to a significant amount. It was past the point, the proverbial point of no return. Five billion, I think it was. At yeah, that time, and that yeah. maybe that's where we're at in terms of some of these municipal decisions if we're past the point of no return. Having said that, the Surrey thing, I mean, you could argue this thing was past the point of no return in both directions, you know, (laughs) a year ago. So, again, not sure where this is headed, but it sounds like Surrey's in no hurry to get this report over to Mike Farnworth and his people. You know, every day they wait, uh, just for June alone, it's $266,000 a day for taxpayers, $8 million a month. And uh, you'd think there would be some urgency, but every day they wait, even getting an NDA over. Well, even, even today, Brenda Locke, you know, they have this in-camera secret meeting yesterday to make this fundamental decision, not in public, but beyond scrutiny and accountability, then to, and then say nothing yesterday, leave everybody hanging. Then today have a news conference and take like four or five, four questions. Janet Brown, our colleague at Global, you know, in the middle of the news, Brenda Locke is trying to leave as her handler says no more questions. And she says, what are you talking about? What, this thing just started. There's a lot of questions that need answering here. Yet Locke won't answer, won't take reporters' questions, meets in secret, and won't share this report with anyone. Um, so there's a lot of things still hanging in the air, which is why it's not going to be resolved anytime quick. Uh, well, it is what it is, and uh, we'll continue to follow it uh, next week, even though it costs taxpayers uh, in series $266,000 yeah. per day. Key, thanks for your time. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone.